Welcome to episode number three of the Bearded and Nerdy Podcast, your home for news and reviews for some of the biggest events in superhero culture. We're talking movies, TV shows, comics, conventions, you name it, I got it. I am your host, Michael Georgie, once again flying solo, still up here in Tallahassee, Florida, but when I get back to Tampa, Florida, I'll be kicking around with Duncan Miller, and we are going to be giving you guys some more podcast action. We are going to kick things right off because we're getting weird today. The very first thing I'm going to do is I'm actually going to steal a segment for this podcast. Yeah, that's right. I'm stealing, stealing something. Uh, My buddy Marco... Uh, on Instagram, he goes by MGB underscore functional shaman. I think that's MGB underscore functional shaman um, on Instagram. He has this really, really great podcast called Total Titans Transformation. Check it out if you have not. It's on Spotify, and I think it's on Apple Podcasts, but it's definitely on Spotify. That's where I listen to it. And it's really, really great. He's going through this crazy uh, transformation uh, physically. He's going to the gym. He's a huge gym guy. He's an excellent resource. He's a licensed physical or sorry, personal trainer, licensed PT, and he's undergoing this huge uh, physical transformation, him and his brother, to portray the Titans from Attack on Titan upcoming at C2E2 in Chicago in March. And uh, his podcast is all about that, but it's also about, like, nerd stuff, and I'm all about that sort of stuff. So definitely check it out if you have not. That's Total Titans Transformation. But um, at the very beginning of each episode, him and his brother do this thing where they talk about what they've been into during the week or at least since they recorded the last podcast. And it's um, not limited to – it's got, like, video games and comic books and – TV shows and all sorts of stuff. And I wanted to do the same thing. I wanted to do my own what have I been into recently because I want to provide a bit of a personal element. Of course, I want to give my opinions and reviews and thoughts on all these big superhero stuff, but I'm a fan of all sorts of stuff. So I'd love to give you guys, you know, what I've been into recently. So I'm going to kick things off with my stolen segment, What Have I Been Into? And, uh, This week, and actually for the last couple weeks, I've been really into Naruto. So I've been re-watching Naruto with my roommate. And I finished Naruto, and I'm all caught up to Baruto now. And it's really, really crazy when you watch this show, when you re-watch it, rather. Because you get an idea of just how much these characters have progressed. And I'm absolutely loving rewatching it and watching my roommate like discover these characters for the first time. And I can only I just can barely even fathom just how much like Jiraiya and Naruto and Sasuke and Shikamaru progress from the early points of that season all the way through Shippuden. So, uh, yeah. Definitely really into Naruto right now. I know it's not superhero stuff. I know this is all about superhero stuff. But I'm a big fan of everything. I just decided to 
decided to focus my efforts on superhero material because that's where I feel like my knowledge and my interests are best conveyed into a podcast medium. Anime is just really, really expansive. And, you know, if you say the wrong thing in the anime community, you could get in some serious trouble. <laughs> and uh, I'm still kind of a newbie when it comes to anime. But with superheroes, that's my jam. So we're going to go ahead and we're just going to go right into our podcast topic of today. And it's something that I'm really, really excited about because it's something different. See, these last two episodes have been reviews the first one being aquaman the last one being spider-verse and uh of course i actually watched the the oscars last night spider-verse won itself a grammy or oh sorry an oscar i'm a music guy i apologize um won an oscar and i am super super excited being uh, all very well deserved black panther walked away with a few oscars as well all of the um its oscars were super super well deserved great to see some superhero representation up there on the big screen and at the oscars so but this one's different this one's different and um I reviewed Spider-Verse and Aquaman, but this one, as opposed to a review, this one's kind of a preview. So today I'm going to be discussing the future of DC's films. Now, it's a little weird. It can be a little convoluted, and there's a couple reasons for this. One, uh, DC is really transparent as to what ideas they have for films and what they want to put forward in the future. Uh, we can we know our release dates well up through 2021. And with that, we have all these superhero movies and coming at us at once. DC keeps on hitting us with superhero titles. And it's difficult to figure out what each one is like in the context of the universe that they kind of created recently. So, and that's that's one thing, right? So DC's got all these movies coming at us and they're they're telling us what's coming well into the future. So we've already got these titles to work through. And then we have to consider like these past movies, right? So a lot of people kind of get confused when we're talking about the cli current climate of DC's movies. So what's important to note is that we're discussing the DCEU, that is the DC Extended Universe, which began with Man of Steel and ended right currently. It's at Aquaman right now. So all the DC movies that have come out um, between Man of Steel and Aquaman, that's our DCEU. So this doesn't include our Christopher Nolan trilogy. This doesn't include um, the older, like I think that, that that Superman movie that came out in I think like what, 2007 that didn't do very well. Um, all those movies are kind of at the wayside. Old, uh, old Green Lantern, that one isn't a part of the DCEU. So everything we're talking, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, Justice League, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, those are our DCEU films. And so we're going to be discussing the future of those films because it really is kind of interesting. The very first thing that's weird about it is that we're kind of off the radar with these DC films because they haven't been all that highly acclaimed. DC, the DCEU has had more hits or had more misses than hits, which is unfortunate. And some of this, I would, some of this is the studio's fault. Some of it's not. Um, but ultimately, 
the the lack of I guess quality films that have come out or the lack of universally accepted films that have come out recently um, kind of makes people forget about DC and then remember it again. So like with Aquaman, that movie came out re- came out went really really well. So did Wonder Woman, but we then we also had Justice League, which did not do well. So people are always kind of considering what's happening in the universe and what we can expect from DC and how that's supposed to line up with these other films. So that's what I'm kind of here to clear up today. So the first thing we have to kind of note is that. DC's films are going into a completely new direction. So with these last movies, we were very obsessed with this idea of continuity. Uh, Batman v Superman had to directly link up with um, Justice League. The events of Justice League directly impacted the events of Batman v Superman. And the events of Man of Steel directly impacted the... um, I, I apologize. The effects of... Yeah, Batman v Superman directly impacted the events of Justice League, and the events of Man of Steel directly impacted the events of Batman v Superman. Uh, Wonder Woman kind of acted on its own because it was an origin story. Aquaman was also, I could argue, kind of an origin story. The only tie that we had to Justice League was a passing comment that um, he had saved the world from Steppenwolf. And that's it. So now we're starting to see this thing. The two really successful movies are movies that are kind of independent of this Justice League continuity. So we're so DC is deciding to go forward and pursue more one-off director-oriented films. So what does this mean? This means that in the future with DC, we are not going to be looking at continuity. We are not going to be looking to see how Aquaman affects the upcoming Wonder Woman movie. As we're not, and Shazam isn't going to have anything to do with Suicide Squad. They all exist within the same universe. So we can assume that all these events are occurring, you know, around each other, but they aren't necessarily impacted by each other. Right? And that's really important to note when we go into, say, when we go to watch Shazam, we shouldn't be looking for Superman. We shouldn't be looking for Batman. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to break down each and every one of these movies that I that we are completely confident we are going to get released. These are movies with release dates. I get all sorts of comments on it, like a daily basis saying, hey, have you seen you know, that we're getting uh, an X and X movie. And the very first thing I ask is, what's the release date? Who's the director and who's the actor? And if I can't get these answers, then I just kind of have to say, well, the movie isn't greenlit yet, so it's really not worth discussing because these movies, you know, get trashed more often than not. Um, These movies have to go through a pretty intense process before they're greenlit. So I decided to go ahead and break down some of these movies that we know we're getting in the near future and what to expect from them. So I'm going to start off with Shazam. Shazam, uh, I believe, I actually have this list up here that keeps me all my release dates in mind. So uh, Shazam comes out, it's our it's our next DC film, and it comes out in April, April 5th, actually. So not too far, not too far out. It's directed by uh, David Sandberg, and it's starring Zach Levi, uh, Zachary Levi as Shazam. And if you're not familiar with Shazam, Shazam is essentially, um, it's, he's kind of like, a, a kid. It's hard to kind of decide what age he is because it changes. But uh, Billy Batson is the name of our protagonist, and 
he acquires powers through this wizard by the name of Shazam. And whenever he shouts the word Shazam, he turns into this Superman-like being and he can fly and he has super strength and all sorts of stuff. So that's kind of what this, this movie is going to be about. It will be an origin story. And again, I am for all my superhero fans, yes, I know I am greatly condensing the uh, Shazam story. But for the purpose of this podcast, we got to keep it moving along. Um, so that's what this movie is kind of going to be about. It's going to be an origin story. And I got to say, I'm pretty excited for this film. This m- movie got its we got our first trailer at Comic-Con last year, and I remember there being three trailers I was so stoked about. Uh, that's when we got our first Aquaman trailer. Uh, we got Shazam, and we got Godzilla. And actually, Shazam left a better impression on me than Aquaman did. I loved that trailer. It looks like we're going to get some humor. I'm really liking that. It's taking, it looks like it's going to take a different direction than the other DC films. Those overly gritty, dark DC films are just, they clearly are not resonating with the audience. So changing the vibe of this film is going to do a lot of benefit. Same thing happened with Aquaman. We got a gu- uh, fun, goofy science fiction sort of, you know, no, just a, kind of like a popcorn movie, and people really resonated with that. So it looks like that's what we're going to get with Shazam as well, and I am pretty stoked on that. So the next movie we have coming up, and this one actually comes out in about a year, we've got Birds of Prey. And Birds of Prey um, is starring Margot Robbie as uh, as uh, Harley Quinn. I apologize. That should, that took me way too longer, uh, way too long to, uh, to remember that. But... Uh, Birds of Prey is kind of, it's a, a largely, it's a pretty much a female sort of superhero team-up film. Uh, the Birds of Prey will be, uh, will have Huntress and uh, Black Canary, who's a huge favorite of mine. We got Renee Montoya in there. And uh, Ewan McGregor, you know, Obi-Wan, is playing the role of Black Mask. So that's super, super cool. Um, now, I wasn't too stoked on Suicide Squad, and uh, really, I'm not a Harley Quinn fan, so it's kind of hard for me to say um, whether or not I'm excited for this film. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go see it. I see all these movies, um, but I'm actually really interested in seeing Owen McGregor as Black Mask because Black Mask is a really cool character. And um, I'm interested in seeing the way Margot Robbie takes Harley Quinn because she didn't necessarily play a bad Harley Quinn. Uh, Suicide Squad kind of sucked around her. So I'm interested in seeing what uh, what how Margot Robbie handles it. I know that Margot Rod- Robbie is, uh, I believe, taking a, a producer role on this film as well. So we'll definitely see how that pans out. I've got kind of a bad taste in my mouth because of Suicide Squad, so it's hard to say whether or not I'm truly excited for this film. But yeah, again, this movie will likely not play too much into the events of Suicide Squad or the upcoming, and we'll discuss this later, Suicide Squad 2. It's going to be a director-oriented, one-off film, uh, unless, of course, it does very well, in which case we'll probably at some point see a sequel. But I'm interested in seeing Black Canary on the big screen. That's something I've yet to see. And this next one is actually generating quite a bit of... Uh, it's got stirred up some controversy for sure. We've got a Joker movie coming up on October 4th of 2019. And this one's already in post-production. 
And this is the story. This is the Joker where uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, is he's starring as the Joker. And this is going to be an interesting one because, you know, how I was saying that this that uh, all these movies take place in what it's called the DCEU. Well, this one doesn't. Um, as far as the DCEU is concerned, Jared Leto is still our Joker. You know, whether or not you're a fan of that is neither here nor there. Uh, but this takes place outside of that. And the there's like an idea where there might be starting like a new arm over at Warner Brothers that will allow directors to develop and like make the one-off DC movie adaptations. Um, that aren't established in any sort of timeline, so that way you can kind of go in whatever direction you want. And that's kind of why I'm really excited for this movie. And it's directed by uh, Todd Phillips. I failed to recognize that before. Um, it should be an interesting run. So with this Joker movie, we've already gotten our first look at Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, and I gotta say, I'm absolutely loving it. And this movie, as with all these, uh, a lot of these um these one-offs here uh, that we're getting in the future have pretty small budgets, except for, I believe, uh, Wonder Woman and Shazam. I'm pretty sure those budgets are going to be big. Um, and this movie is going to have a pretty interesting vibe. We know that this one's kind of be going to be less of a superhero sort of thing and more of I think the director said that it was going to be more in the line of taxi driver kind of like a really like gritty crime crime movie that's taking place in the early 80s and it will be a joker origin story um i know that there was like this big event uh this big issue going on with the with the extras um, that were in the film, they were saying that the director would like lock them into like the cart where the Joker was supposed to appear for like hours on end. They were like starving, and the idea was to create like the sense of urgency and despair when the joke and fear when the Joker actually did arrive. But apparently, it was taken way out of hand and. People were called. There was like suits filed against them. It was it was wacky, but uh, apparently they got over all that, and uh, the movie is still slated to come out in October of 2019. So, am I excited? Actually, yes, I am because I one of the big issues for me uh, with the DCEU is that they get so caught up in their continuity that they forget that the movies actually have to be good. Um, Justice League was. A big letdown for a lot of reasons, um, but a lot of it had to do with like the characters not being developed well enough, with the exception of Superman. And Superman was dead for a good chunk of that film anyway. And Wonder Woman, of course, got her own film, so we were all familiar with that. But we had a lot of characters that was that were just now getting their own films. Uh, Batman had obviously gotten his Batman v Superman sort of thing. Um, so having these one-off films really allows a lot more room for these directors to kind of uh, stretch their legs a little bit and see what they can do. And um, Todd Phillips, um, and for The Joker, he directed uh, Hangover, and he did War Dogs. And so that's really, really interesting. I could see this having an excellent vibe. I could see this movie doing very, very, very well. Um, I'm fascinated to see what Joaquin's take on this movie is going to be. So yeah, uh, stay tuned. I will certainly be in the theater for this one. So upcoming next, we have probably the most anticipated of all these films. This is Wonder Woman 1984. This one's already in post-production, set to come out in uh, June 5th of 2020. Patty Jenkins is directing this one. 
again. Um, Gal Gadot is returning as her role um, as Wonder Woman, of course. And we've got some extra little weird bits in there. So Kristen Wiig is actually playing the main antagonist. She's playing Cheetah, which should be interesting. Um, I love Kristen Wiig. I love her work in SNL and Bridesmaids and all sorts of stuff. So I'm interested to see her in a superhero film. It's not like the comedy turned superhero or villain hasn't worked out before. Um, we clearly saw this was uh, this, you know, become super super effective with like Chris Pratt. So definitely not gonna um, not gonna shoot it, shoot this one down just because Kristen Wiig is in it. Uh, she's fantastic. But the weirdest thing about it is uh, Chris Pine is returning his role as uh, Steve Trevor. Uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Wonder Woman, I'm sure you have, um, Chris Pine's character, like, died. And so he's re- re- he's redoing his role um, as uh, – Chris Pine is redoing his role as Steve Trevor. And that should – we don't know – and what, why he's coming back and what form he's going to come back. We just know that he will. So we, there's a lot we don't know. Um, so am I excited for this film? Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's interesting. So I, I liked Wonder Woman a lot. I really enjoyed that film. But I, as you, if, if you remember the Aquaman review, I had kind of big issues with some of the plot points. It didn't kill the film for me by any means, but it, there were some issues there. And and again, if you mentioned from the Aquaman movie, I like to have a lot of time in between these films. So with Wonder Woman, I, truth be told, because it's not new, it's not fresh, I'm getting Wonder Woman for like the third time now. I would rather see a new character. I'm more excited for Shazam and Joker. Uh, like I would, I would say the same thing about Aquaman two. If Aquaman two were to be put out two, three years or two years from now or a year from now, I'd probably be like, you know, I just got Aquaman. Give me something new. Give me something different. I, and again, this movie is is weird. It, again, this is a one off. This is a this is not falling in line with the events of Justice League, uh, because this one takes place, as the title implies, in 1984. So this predates the events of Justice League or Batman v Superman, and this is after the origin story. This is after the first film. So it's going to be kind of like condensed. It's just kind of like stuck in between. And that also creates another sense of, you know, I guess ambivalence because, well, it's not moving the plot along. It's not moving the DCEU along. And while I'm okay with certain characters being stagnant, Wonder Woman gives kind of there to push the plot along. So if Wonder Woman isn't doing that, why have Wonder Woman there? I'm totally down with Wonder Woman being present in another type of film, but I'm not really too stoked on Wonder Woman 1984. I'm sure it'll be good, and I'm definitely going to see it. But again, more excited for movies like Shazam and Joker. So this next one, and um, this is kind of why we get to like the weird bottom of the barrel stuff, because this movie is like these movies are still in development. You know, they haven't moved along any. We uh, some of these movies don't even have actors <laughs> yet, so we'll talk about this one. And this one's kind of a hot topic. So Batman, apparently it's coming out in June twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. But I would not be surprised if this one gets pushed back. So we, a lot of us know, uh, Ben Affleck recently s- decided to officially step down in his role as Batman from his role as Batman. Um. 
And he initially he also stepped back um, as his role as director as well. Initially, Ben Affleck was slated to both direct and star in the Batman film, but he has now stepped down from both of those roles. Uh, we know that Matt Reeves is going to be directing it, and this could be interesting. So we don't have a we don't have a Batman yet. Ben Affleck officially stepped down, so we don't know which role this. This movie is going to like fill in the DCEU. We know that it's going to introduce a younger Batman. And it's supposed to have like this noir-esque tone to it. It's kind of, we really, he's really going to try to emphasize the detective aspect of that character. Which we really haven't seen thus far. Um, we definitely didn't see it at all in uh, Batman v Superman. Although, which in... In many regards, Batman v Superman's Batman was pretty accurate to the character, but he wasn't really a detective. We on the big screen would rather see Batman punch and swing off stuff than solve cases and perform his role as, again, a detective. So this movie is going to be exploring a bit of that, which I'm excited for, but it's hard for me to like place too much of an opinion on a movie that has virtually no content. I like the idea that Matt Reeves has for this movie, but we really just don't have enough to go off of. And speaking of movies that we don't have to go off of that seem to have a release date, on August 6th of 2021, Suicide Squad 2 will be uh, giving us that. And we are just not... We're, we're not sure what's going on. So we know that James Gunn, uh, after being fired from uh, Guardians 3, uh, was set to write the film and set to write a script. And this was an interesting move because the original uh, individual that was writing the, the script, and I forget who it was, but... Um, the original script was actually tossed because it was too similar to the Birds of Prey movie. So James Gunn was set in to write the script. And when I was initially doing research for this film, the movie wasn't even greenlit yet, so I was going to leave it off. But James Gunn is now set to direct the film, and we know that it's going to happen. And it's this—it's being described as a bit more of a, like, of a reboot than it is a sequel. So we know that very few of the movies from the original film are going to be uh, – very few of the original characters are going to be in this one. So we know that Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is still in the DCEU, but we don't know if she's going to be in Suicide Squad 2 or not. I would be highly unlikely for her to not be in it because she was just such a compelling part of that film for so many people to have her not be in that film would do the film a huge disservice. But, uh, I will say I'm a little bit more hopeful for this film. Uh, James Gunn did an excellent job with Guardians of the Galaxy, both of them. I really enjoyed both films. And he said he's going to reboot it, which is fine by me because I didn't like the first one very much anyway. So, Totally fine with all that. So now we started getting into uh, what I like to call like nowhere land because these are the movies that they say are going to happen, but they don't have a release date. They might not have a director or they just keep on being pushed back. The most tangible of these films is probably The Flash. Uh, the Flash does actually have a director. We've got uh, John Daly and Jonathan Goldstein and Ezra Miller will be 
the Flash, you know, as he was in Justice League. And I actually liked him in Justice League. I realize that's kind of a strange opinion. I Apparently, a lot of people really don't enjoy his role in Justice League. But I thought he was compelling. Um, he existed to kind of just, like, be there. He wasn't a very consequential uh, character in that film. But overall, he was okay. He, I thought he was fine. Uh, but as far as the Flash film goes... We don't have much to work off of. We, It's ready to start filming, but it keeps on getting pushed back. It was supposed to start filming in early 2017, but um, we had some exits. We had um, exits of like key players in the film that had they left the project. And then Ezra Miller had to go film Fan- Fantastic Beasts 2. Um, the one thing that the studio was doing is they wanted to call the film Flashpoint. And they would say that the film would adapt that comic arc where uh, the Flash goes back in time to save his mom's life. And that creates a weird alternate timeline. And people would say, well, oh, well, the Flashpoint could fix all this. But the issue that I have with this whole concept, and Duncan was saying the same thing too, Flashpoint is such a, an incredibly mature point in the Flash's arc. The Flash had been around for decades before they even considered doing Flashpoint, and Flashpoint served more of a functional purpose than it did a storytelling one. It was set to reset the DC Comics universe, and now people are saying that they're going to use it to reset the DCEU. Now, there, no, there's no reliable sources saying that that's what's going to happen, but that would be, in my opinion, a truly bad idea because... Well, one, you cannot develop the Flash enough in the movie to ju- in a single movie or two to justify Flashpoint happening. It just requires so much of that character. So much of that growth needs to occur before we even think about doing Flashpoint. And then also doing Flashpoint to reset D- the DCEU would – that's a cop-out, you know? What you want – in my opinion, you stick by those stories that you told and – you move in a direction that's conducive to that and you move on. And which is what I think they're doing the DCEU is doing now by going with more director-oriented one-off films. I think that that's really really a really great idea and it makes me enjoy these movies a lot more without having to feel the need to remember what's happening in other ones. I can just kind of appreciate these movies for works of art. And so doing this whole flashpoint idea just seems like a really like a a a, a bad call. And yeah, so definitely not about that one. So now this is – that's the most tangible of these movies that we aren't – you know, of these movies that I'm about to name. So now we're kind of in the zone where we're saying, okay, well, these are the movies that – again, DC is very transparent. They like to say what they've got planned before they have like directors and actors and release dates. So this is what we've got now. So – up next, we've got uh, Green Lantern Corps. We know that we don't have anything for Green Lantern Corps at all. Um, we don't... Brian Reynolds is not expected to be in this thing. He's very busy being Deadpool. And they're going to reboot the old Green Lantern movie. Uh, obviously, people don't think very highly of that original... Um, of the original Green Lantern. So that's clearly for the best. Um they hi- they hired a few folks that worked on uh, Batman Begins and also uh, David Goyer, who worked on Batman Begins and Man of Steel, um, is going to co-write the script. Um, it's just like, again, we just don't have much to go off of here. 
Um, up next, we have, we're thinking about a, a new Gods film. The director for this one is going to be uh, Ava DuVernay. Unfamiliar with this particular one. Um, but I know that uh, Ava DuVernay, um, looking at my list now, oh, directed Selma. Okay, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, so it's an adaptation of the Jack Kirby comic New Gods. It's like a whole thing where a bunch of new gods rise up after the old gods were destroyed by like Ragnarok. It's a big thing but there's just they don't have anything on it we're looking at a black hawk film uh maybe steven spielberg is directing it but that's probably just a thing we're thinking about a jared leto movie with uh the joker this will be different obviously from the one that joaquin phoenix is in because this takes place in the dceu we're thinking about a harley quinn joker movie people seem to really enjoy harley quinn so capitalizing that doesn't make uh doesn't isn't, doesn't seem too far off. Think about a Supergirl movie. Um, we don't really know anything about it, obviously. We're thinking about a Nightwing movie. That would be cool, but we don't know anything about it. Um, Gotham City Sirens, another Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn situation. Uh, another female-centric sort of spinoff film that will have like characters like Poison Ivy in it. Don't know anything about that. Blue Beetle is potentially in development plastic man is potentially in development and after that we've pretty much got nothing all these movies again so we've talked in the past people have said that there's gonna be a black adam movie starring dwayne johnson but like I said, all these movies, we don't know what's occurring with them. I'm, I'm literally reading off of my list that I wrote down earlier today of the movies that were planned, but we've seen nothing from. And that's something that can be kind of an issue because when when you do that sort of thing, you jeopardize your brand. You jeopardize um, the validity of these films because we don't know exactly how much of these are, how many of these films are actually going to end up happening. It would be great to see a Blue Beetle film. That's, you know, that's a Hispanic superhero on the big screen. We haven't really seen that yet. That's excellent. Um, but we don't know if it's happening. So I would say. If you're going into this and you're trying to tell your friends about this movie, focus on the movies that are definitely going to occur. So get excited for Shazam. Get excited for Joker. Get excited for Wonder Woman 1984, you know, depending on your stance on any of those films. But don't try to put too much stake in a Blue Beetle film or a New Gods film or even a Green Lantern Corps film. None of those films have been greenlit yet. We're still writing the script. And some of those are just ideas that are just floating around in space. So I would say when it comes to these superhero movies, focus on the tangible. Focus on what we know we're going to get. I'm really, really excited for, again, so excited for this new wave of DC films because it's fixing a lot of the issues that I've had with DC in the past. You know, we've got all this continuity but no substance. So now these director-oriented films where we can just focus on one film at a time and not worry about what's going to happen in the future, I think frees up directors to do a lot of really cool, really, really creative stuff. So that about wraps up episode three. Again, thank you guys so much for listening, giving me feedback, and uh, sending me your topic requests. I really enjoy doing stuff like this because it as much as I like doing the reviews, I really enjoy talking about why I'm excited for certain th things and certain movies and certain comics rather than kind of describing what I may or may not have liked about them. 
And uh, don't forget to give me a follow over there on Instagram. I am at bearded underscore and underscore nerdy. Uh, that'll give you all your updates on any sort of uh, superhero related stuff that I might be participating in, including new podcasts. And and this will definitely give you a much better idea of when these stuff, when this sort of stuff kind of comes out. I generally do these topics as I hear about them or as I think about them. Um, so it's difficult to get on a regular schedule. But if I get enough of these topics, then who knows? I could be out every week, every two weeks. You never know. But again, thank you guys so much for listening. I will catch you next time. Until next time, stay nerdy. Peace out.